Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, January the 3rd, 2019. Uh, a whole brand new year and I haven't screwed up the date yet. Um, Dave, how you doing? Happy New Year, man. And a happy new year to you and this is our uh, first uh, first episode of year if 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 I'm you know thinking about this right, and I'm pretty sure I am, year thirteen of us making uh, making some radio. So, <laughs> not only is it the first episode of uh, year thirteen of us making beautiful radio together, we are the first episode of uh, anything on Webmaster Radio for 2019. As we should be, if I, indeed, <laughs> as we should be. Um, did you have a good break? I had a fantastic break. I had uh, had a great break. Took uh, actually took a few days off in a row, which was nice. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, Santa was uh, was was generous. Um, how about you? Did you have a have a good break? And you know what? Just after our last show, I think it was I, I think it was the nineteenth. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I stopped working. I lifted my hands away from the keyboard. And I looked at the, I looked at my desk computer, my main computer, uh, once in a while over the break, um, maybe two or three times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't do a damn thing. I took oh. two weeks away from work for the first time in seven years. Wow! And it was incredible. I can't I can't tell you. Like you, I I feel ten pounds lighter. Which coming off the Christmas break, I am not. <laughs> so yeah, oh, well, thank, thanks for beating me to that one because I, I that was just <laughs> it was too uh, too easy. I had a great time, um, and again, uh, kind of like the first uh, staycation I've had in the longest time. And damn, I needed that. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, well deserved, and uh, readied us for uh, for another year of radio. Another year of radio, and we're going to do some pretty cool stuff this year. Um, I think we're committed to getting more guests on. We've had a lot of fun with guests on uh, the last couple of years. And uh, we're going to be starting this guest thing off with a bang. Two weeks from now, legendary broadcaster, legendary advertising figure, uh, Terry O'Reilly, host of uh, podcasts Age Persuasion and Under the Influence, is going to be coming to Web College. We had him on a couple of years ago. It's going to be it's, it's amazing having him come back again. Yeah, no, I know that that one. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm super stoked. Um, we will have on a guest next week. I'm still working out specifically which one. Um, one of those. I'm hoping are. that the name uh, rhymes with warts. Um, but anyway, to chat SMX, which is coming right up. Um, 
And actually, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull one out of them and, and fingers crossed I can, I'm hoping to get a discount code just for our listeners, like nobody else, but just ours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I have seen what I can do about that. It's a webcology code. <laughs> so that, that would be fun. I have just sort of like having some back and forth. And I'm like, no, you really shouldn't, you know. <laughs> anyway, so working out specifically um, which guest I can pull on uh, from over at SEL, SMX. Um, but uh, but that's one of the names that's been tossed around. So fingers crossed, and he's actually going to be moderating my session. So you know that that would be great too. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it, it looks like we're we we got a lot to live up to. Like the the first few shows, we're we're going to cover news here in in this show, um, and then we've got great guests next week, week after we we've upped up our gym. It looks like we gotta we gotta keep this train rolling. It looks like we do. Now, a couple other uh, little housekeeping things. Dave, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we have been nominated for the, uh, I guess, for the 2018 uh, Canadian Technical Podcast of the Year. I did not know that. I found that out at one of the rare occasions where I actually checked my email over the Christmas holidays, and I'm glad I did, too, because I had to respond to it uh, before, uh, before um, January, uh, December uh, 31st. So um, I accepted the nomination on your behalf. I hope you don't mind, <laughs> and, um, without consulting you first. And yeah, we're 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 up for that. So that's kind of neat, huh? Well, that's that's you know what we're starting this show off really great, Jim. Thanks. <laughs> Happy 2019, dude. I know. Um, okay. Yeah, that'll be uh, that's quite an honor just to be uh, to be nominated. It's a fairly sizable country with a lot of tech going on. So yeah, that's awesome. Now, unfortunately, the news that we're starting, we got to start the year. I think it's got to be, it's, the year is only three days old, but we already have a serious number one story, which completely affects the tech world. And that's the uh, news that's happening around Apple right now. Mm -hmm. like, um, in the last uh, 48 hours of trading, well, 36 hours of trading, um, Apple's fallen 10%, lost 10% of its share value. Um, and there seems to be a huge amount of worry. Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, came out uh, uh, yesterday um, stating that uh, they are going to guidance. They're not even going to come close to uh, the street's expectation. And um, he blamed the uh, turmoil, trade turmoil with China and a massive decrease in consumer confidence um, with Chinese of uh, for Chinese consumers, uh, China is Apple's uh, second largest market. Right. So the floor is falling out under their second largest market, China itself, and doing business in China. Um, as uh, as you know, uh, Apple's manufactured in China, um, or all products are manufactured in China. So the supply from the supply chain to um, relations with employees to uh, tariffs on goods coming into the United States, which is continues to be Apple's largest market. Um, there's just weirdness with what used to be the largest tech firm in the world now, fourth largest tech firm in the world. That also happened in the last 36 hours. It dropped from number one to number four. That is a huge story. That is a huge story. And you know what? It, it, like I'd, I'd heard it and I had to... Had to check some stuff out, and, and that's having ramifications, and, and very unfortunate for me, uh, you know, personally. But across like a large swath of 
I was going to say sites, but 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 companies. Uh, I have this nasty habit. I like to invest in things I understand. So of course that puts most of my um, investments in technology, and that has not played well for me. I mean, we've got. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll all bounce back when it when it sorts itself out. But even Google's down. AMD's down. Like. Uh, massive, massive um, impact on, uh, on on tech stocks specifically, of course, because of the, the, the issues with China and that being sort of like a, a warning bell. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's a huge story and it's, uh, it's not good. Now, one of the things that will be interesting to watch, and I'm almost tempted, this is me personally, and please do not anybody take any financial <laughs> advice from me ever um but i'm kind of viewing parts of this like going oh, okay you know google's down a bit well they're not impact <laughs> like their impact actually isn't huge here they're just falling because of like this sort of ripple through tech but actually might be you know, it might be kind of like a sale <laughs> because the next quarterly report coming out is q4 right like these are great quarterly reports love the quarterly reports from q4 from companies like google right like this is just these are these are just naturally very positive so you know there there is that again please do not take my financial advice i rarely take my own financial advice um and there's a very good reason for that by the way and the majority the very very significant minority of my money is under my control <laughs> what the listeners can't see is mary racing around the house hiding the checkbooks yeah exactly no 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 yeah i know uh, yeah, most of ours is in like you know you know well controlled by the bank you know mutual oh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> so not that i can trust banks but anyway um yeah wise. this is huge huge you are problem wise to note that there are a lot of china sensitive companies um qualcomm mm-hmm. Uh, Boeing, uh, 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 Microsoft. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies that, that are that are dependent on Chinese manufacturing of components or of. Uh, I mean, could you imagine being a uh, uh, like you mentioned AMD, the chip mm-hmm. maker? Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine like being a computer manufacturer. I mean, the bottom's falling out for those things anyway. Now you have all these added costs of production, like. <laughs> We're in for 2019. If this is the way it's opened, um, we're in for a weird ride. Um, you're yeah. right. We have, luckily, we have massive economies. Canada and America, we have enormous, huge, complex, extraordinary economies that can absorb a whole bunch of shock. But this will test the resilience of them, most certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there's one. <laughs> Lucky us. Lucky um, us. Happy 2019. <laughs> um, what else do we got that's uh, something that's really quick? We got a couple minutes before we got to go to break, and I got a couple big stories, like fun, huge, juicy ones. Um, here's a quick one. Do you, uh, you use, obviously, you use robot text files, right? <laughs> I was wondering which is two stories you're going to go to, and that was one of the two I would have had. Yes, yeah, I well, do. Yeah, I figure this is one we can easily, like, our, our, our listeners understand the, the value and the importance of a robot text file, but what they might know, and I didn't know this, because when SEO, I mean, we think Google so much, right? Yeah. We don't think Bing, and we really should. I mean, like, um, Bing, you're still looking somewhere between 15 to 18% of the market um, of, of, of uh, on average of, of searches will, will probably come from Bing. Like, it's still a heck of a lot of people. If you're using a robot text file and you have a specific section where you, you try to list directives for Bing, make sure you list 
every directive you want Bing to follow. You don't want it in certain files. Don't trust your default um, disallow. Write specifically within your Bingbot section disallow um, CGI or something or whatever, whatever you don't you don't want the 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 the, the spider going into. The reason you got to do this is um, uh, Microsoft Microsoft programmer Frederick du, uh, Frederick Dubay mm -hmm. uh, noted on Twitter if um, Bing detects a specific section in your robot text files for Bing bot, it'll ignore directives and only follow the instruction given in that specific section. That's an important note, hey? Yeah, and you know what? It, it really makes sense, like if we think about it. Like if I'm like addressing an entire room full of people and I'm going, hey, room full of people, blah, 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 blah. And then I go, Jim, and then I tell you one little piece of things it doesn't make as much sense, right? Like you, you're basically going, hey, to this grouping of people, and then I'm giving a specific directive to Jim. Well, Jim likely, you know, if it was if it was about, hey, and here's what we're going to be talking, you know, here's our show for this year, Jim, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, you may hear that and go, okay, my directive for this year is this. Like, it, it absolutely makes sense if I'm talking to all the group of employees, and then all of a sudden I look at one and go, this is your job for the year. Well, you're going to take that as your job for the year, not go, oh, I have to do that and all those other things, right? And that's basically what he's saying is when you go, hey, everybody, here's the thing. It's not really treated as everybody. It's treated as that grouping because now you've gone, hey, Bing, here's your specific job. Well, Bing's viewing that as their specific job. And rightfully, because Bing may have a different job. <laughs> than, than, than everybody else or than Googlebot or than, you know, I mean, it, it absolutely makes sense that, that they're doing it that way. I, like you, though, had never actually thought about it. I think I'd never gone, oh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I do need to, to make this directive. And I think that's what you're alluding to and going, right, if I say to allow this to Google, then I need to say allow this to Bing as well because they may not listen to my directive to Googlebot. If you have a specific section of your robot text file specifically speaking to Bingbot, mm -hmm. then don't assume it's going to follow default directives. It's not. It'll, it will ignore them. It'll only do what, what is, is specified. Right. Otherwise, it's just going to be an anarchist and you know, assume it's allowed in wherever it wants. <laughs> so spell it out. I think that's, what he, that's, that's how I interpret what he was saying. Spell it out directly for them. Um, and you know, what, what do you think about it? it? It doesn't, it eats time, certainly, but you can have like some, some like laser precision if you absolutely direct um, fighters. And I've seen two, two different SEOs in my career who made a specialty of robot text files Terry Van Horn and actually Darren Babin, mm -hmm. SEO guru Darren Babin, would write these elaborate. He once wrote a robot text file that crashed my laptop. It was so big. <laughs> Just page after page after page after page of, note, of notepad file of robots directives. Yeah, um, which, which might be a bit excessive. <laughs> okay, we are approaching uh, 20 past the hour at the time of recording. This is a really good time to take a break here on, on Webcology. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. 
Stick around. Great stuff after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.FM and get your message delivered now. Online anytime. WebmasterRadio.FM. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Jim Hedger from Just Always Feeding and Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. It is the 3rd of January, 2019. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it's 2019. That blows Next year is 2020. Yeah, I know. I know. All the dystopian movies that we grew up on were set in 2019. Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner, was set in 2019. So we're supposed to be have we're supposed to have AI and sex robots that are indistinguishable from humans, um, which we do. <laughs> we're supposed to have flying cars which we almost do. We're so close. You know? We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, okay. We talked about Bing a few moments ago. We talked about uh, uh, Bing bot. Um, Bing ads. Because Bing is making a play. From, like it's, it's been doing this like for at least, at least the last six to nine months. Major, major play for relevancy. Um, it's been up against game at conferences, um, uh, sponsoring more, um, uh, getting webmaster, uh, getting uh, webmasters or uh, to talk to, um, to, to or I'm sorry, getting help for webmasters with Bing. Um, and now Bing ads 
wants your business so badly that it has developed uh, sweepstakes and prizes for uh, for firms who bring new accounts to Bing. Mm-hmm. So would that would that would that uh, uh, persuade you to uh, do more advertising at Bing? No, I, I you know what uh, <laughs> ROI is what makes me advertise and recommend advertising Bing, right? Like client <laughs> ROI. Um, you know, it's nice. Will I? I don't know. Like I view stuff like this as a as a like bonus. It's like I don't know. I'm a local guide on Google. It helps me serve my clients, and and it, it it's it's handy for me. Um, and I'm fairly you know high up, and I get points, and they send me things like free socks and cardboards. Well, I I don't do it for the free socks and cardboards. <laughs> like, but but okay. Well, I mean, the big winners are going to earn a trip to a uh, Bing Partner Summit um, held at, at Microsoft's headquarters in uh, Richmond in in, mm-hmm. in Redmond in May. Uh, others are going to get like Xbox um, gift cards and stuff like that. The grand prize winner is going to be invited to a pool party at Bill Gates' house. Okay, I made that part that one up. That's not actually going to happen. You, you you won't get anywhere near Bill Gates. No, uh, not a <laughs> chance. But uh, two individuals from the winning agency will go to the Bing Partner Summit in uh, May 2019 at Microsoft headquarters, which is actually kind of a cool place. I've been there. I've been there. You know. It's a nice it, looking ground. It's great. Um, I actually, I feel for them that they even need to do something. I mean, I, you know what? I say that actually. Maybe I don't because Google does stuff like this, right? Like it's just companies do stuff like this, right? If nothing else, do like keep it in the forefront. And, you know, we're talking about Bing ads right now. And heck, this is giving them an opportunity to have our audience hear me go. It's an unsung hero. It's all about ROI, right? Dollar in, dollar out. That's it. Yeah, there's not traffic as much traffic at Bing. Like, you know that. I know that. There's no secret. But they have this, like, awesome import tool that just imports from Google Ads, including all your edits. So, it's easy. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying, you know, set it and forget it and just trust the imports, but you can then set it and then just, you know, whatever, set it for every Sunday night and your Monday morning is like, just go in and make sure things didn't go sideways and adjust your bids as necessary or whatever. Right. But like, it's pretty easy. The, 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 the hours that it takes to do with this import functionality, I, I know I use it all the time and it even like you can run scripts on Google and those settings move across, right? Like the, the added time is significantly, it, it just, hands down, it's, it's, it's worth it, right? Like for every, you know, sort of five hours of work that you do on your Google ads, it'll take you about 15 minutes to make sure they all imported correctly, right? Like it just, and you're getting more than that difference in traffic. So it's worth it. We're all fighting over Google all the time. The clicks are, are, are so much less expensive over there. Um, the, where you may have to bid to position three on Google just because of the, you know, because you, you're, you're focused on your cost per acquisition, which you should be. You can be number one on Bing, uh, you know, at the same or, or higher cost per acquisition. Anyway, I, I keep going. I think it's a great move on Bing's part, if nothing else, because we're talking about it. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, if, if, if you were making a resolution and you never advertise on Bing, take a look at it. Like it's, it's you know, make that your resolution to test out Bing. You're going to be surprised. All this uh, this promotion, this sweepstakes that Bing is offering, was announced yesterday, and um, astute webmaster uh, radio webcology listeners will uh, will be able to get in on the early bird prize, a five dollar coffee gift card that's going to be awarded to the first fifty individuals to submit entries from across all regions of the entire world. 
I'm sure there's still time. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, anyway, um, oh, by the way, first prize winners, uh, one device awarded per agency to two agencies in North America will be an Xbox One. Good for productivity. And uh, it's like a Canadian game show, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft, you can afford better than that. Um, you know, fly them out to Redmond to pick up the Xbox One. And then buy them a drink, would you? Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. There you go, yeah. So there, Okay, so uh, Bing wants your business, um, and it's um, working really hard to achieve it. Um, what else do we got here? There was a good piece that I saw in... Uh, that was put up in search engine land um, this morning, actually. I'm sorry, yesterday morning. Uh, written by uh, Brittany Page, who is the um, Associate Director of SEO at 3Q Digital in San Diego. And um, this is the first article I've seen that actually lists out uh, the different factors in uh, Amazon's product ranking algorithms and how to how to mess with those factors. Given that Amazon has displaced Google as the number one product search engine, mm -hmm. probably pretty important to learn how to Amazon to optimize for products listed <laughs> in Amazon, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's funny we bring this one up because the rant I was having on on Bing I know that there's so many people who would have that same one and rightfully so against me on Amazon because I've kind of hit this news button that is on my list of, of things I am about to start diving a lot deeper into because and, and that it took so long. I don't know. It's like it took me forever to get involved in Twitter, right? Like I, because I just didn't like it. Well, now I do. <laughs> like, obviously, I see its value, but I was just like, oh, I don't want another thing. This is going to be a flash in the pan. It's not. Um and yeah, it, it's an area that I'm excited about. Um, and I think we all should, if you sell products, right? And you do, do need to weigh those. I've actually got a client that, you know, I was working with it and we, we sort of figured it out and ran the math and went, you know what, it's actually not with this client's product set. It's not actually worth it. The ROI is higher on Google. So we actually just doubled his Google budget instead because the cost per acquisition didn't work with the fees that Amazon charges, but... Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely something that you know needs to be considered because it's it's I don't know how much your well you might not have done any I don't know it, it, it varies person to person but so let's uh, go individual how much Christmas shopping was done on Amazon this year right <laughs> mountains well, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you I'll tell you a massive instructional experience I had over Christmas mm -hmm. I went to uh, the local large shopping mall north end of Toronto, okay? And one of the anchor tenants is a major hardware, was, I should say, a major hardware retailer that's going out of business. Mm -hmm. um, at least it's Canadian arm. It's a major American uh, hardware, Lowe's, hard, hardware store, and uh, Lowe's Canada is going down. They were having a liquidation sale. Mm -hmm. I got, like, lines for my entire house uh, of new carpets. I got like a bunch of new tools and I spent less than $300 and I swear to God I came home with like three or $4,000 worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. 
they were having a liquidation sale because that store is dead. It's gone. It's buried. That big, big box store is is um, deader than Marley's ghost. That's how dead that place is. Right. Yeah. And I walked out of there with thousands of dollars of merchandise for hundreds of dollars out of my pocket. That's all going electronic. <laughs> those, 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 those poor um, retail workers are doomed. And that's all going Amazon. And I don't got to like it. And in fact, I don't like it. I, I, um, I like having jobs for people in my community, but um, there's a just, you know, the reality is those products are still going to be sold and I'm not going to be able to get them for pennies on the dollar like I did until I go to the next liquidation sale. And there's only so many liquidation sales to go before it's all Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a valid um, point. <laughs> so how many, uh, I'm going to have just before the show started. One of the reasons I'm in such a good mood is, uh, one of our largest clients just re-upped with us and they, and they manufacture, um, solar panels for recreational vehicles. Mm -hmm. You better believe that, uh, there's going to be an Amazon component to their next promotion. Absolutely. No question about it. Right. Now, you don't have to like that. what Amazon is doing in your local community to serve your clients well, right? Like, and to, to know that that's where some of their action is going to be. Now, yeah. you are right, and you have to do this on a product-by-product, uh, case-by-case basis, because cost for acquisition is a, um, a weight against uh, a benefit of, uh, of selling product is... Um, or I should say return on investment is uh, the decision maker for sure. Um, but as, as the audience continues to move to Amazon, I really think that's where so much of the action is, eh? Well, indeed, indeed. And it, it really is. And there's a lot of product lines and we did look very significantly at it and went, okay, is this worth it? Um, and then I just weighed off like, okay, I can do this on Google and we can do this. Um, we're already exhausting. We've already got all the traffic we can get out of Bing. So there we go. Like <laughs> the budget was more than enough over there. Um, but we, you know, sort of went, Oh, okay. If we, I knew the client wanted to spend about a hundred to $150 extra a day. Okay. Where are we better to put this? Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, it comes down to, to ROI and the different costs actually made it so it wouldn't work for, for his product line over on Amazon, which is true on lower cost items often. Right on, on, on lower, I mean, the, it can be there, but not in this client's case. So I'm not saying ignore it if you have low cost, high volume items, but um, you know, it, it can or it cannot. In his case, it did not, um, but you know, Google's still working great. So, you know, fantastic. But yeah, it, it's important and you gotta weigh that off on every single thing. And sometimes you don't know till after. You might actually just need to bite the bullet, launch an Amazon campaign, see how that goes for you. Right, and part of that'll be, do you have a service where you can get recurring business, right? Like, okay, we'll factor that in. Right? <laughs> like, um, you know, we sold this once, but you know, it's a, you know, a product that needs to be renewed every, I don't mean a software product, but like a, you know, you need to buy more of these, you know, it's a Gillette razor. You need new blades, right? Well, something like that. Um, you know, then it might work, but you're going to have to, it'll take longer to figure out whether it works or, or whatnot. Anyway, I, I think each person knows their own products that, do the math. It's, it's not complicated. <laughs> Just get in there and figure it out. And if, you know, if you're making a little bit more, and this is something I, I, 
I have a, a bunch of clients that have, have understood this and, and I love it when they do is if you're in there and even if it's not a huge profit, even if it's not this huge boost, you're just making a little bit more than it costs to market and manage. Your competitor isn't profiting and so their war chest is smaller. Right, like, and that's something I like to remind people to do. Like, even if all you're doing is breaking even, once you count in your management fees, or, or you know the time it's taking you to do it yourself, if you don't do that, your competitors took that sale a little yeah. bit cheaper, right? <laughs> and their war chest is bigger to battle you on Google now, right? So, okay, so if if, if you are into uh, into learning uh, more about more about uh, ranking on Amazon. The article, hey Alexa, how do I get my products visible on Amazon search? Published yesterday over at Search Engine Land. She notes, and this is going to be a lot of fun because it looks like it, it looks like um, Amazon is um, kind of like um, I don't know Alta Vista. Mm-hmm. Um, keywords, product listing title, uh, key product features, product descriptions, images, and I imagine alt tags on images, and uh, text match relevancy. <laughs> like, you know, I uh, got uh, keyboard ratios and stuff. <laughs> um, so optimizing looks like it could actually be, you know, um, fun enough to play with um, over over at Amazon. Um, but worth definitely worth checking out checking out the article. And um, again, uh, SEOs, this this may well be the. You know, I don't know about a Google killer, but certainly a um, something that is going to throttle some of the product market out of Google's hands, most certainly. Well, and on a related note, just for, for listeners who might be thinking, hey, should I, should I market Amazon? Um, I was just 20 minutes ago over on the Business Insider. Um, they just published an article, which I didn't know, but we could have looked this up. Um, the Echo Dot is still, it's at their holiday prices, right? So it's, it's 30 bucks. Well, it's 29 bucks or 29.99. But anyway, it's 20 bucks off. If you're pondering marketing into Amazon, <laughs> right? And if you're planning on marketing into into the, the, the various environments, just grab one. You can leave it unplugged if you're worried about it overhearing you, but you need to test how this is evolving. Now's a great time because it's not really where we go for our product searches for the most part. I mean, I know some people do, but we don't, but we will, right? And this is like sort of entry level one uh, to familiarize yourself. So if you, if you don't have an Echo product yet and you are looking at marketing to Amazon, just grab one. It's 30 bucks and it'll help you understand as things evolve in the next year to two years. And I'm predicting that's when we'll be doing a lot more voice purchasing. Uh, it'll help you understand that environment so that you can sort of get ahead of ahead of the curve a little bit. And I just found out it was still on sale at 20 bucks off. So, you know, now's a great time. Just, just grab one. It's, it's, they're cheap and y- you might find it neat too. Okay. Here's a cool story. I love this one. Google feature snippets now jump to a section of content that it's sourcing its information from. So we've long been saying that Google is able to read your page so well that it can determine uh, different uh, topical relevancy based on the topics of unique paragraphs found on that page. So Mm -hmm. you could you could easily rank for three or four different um, topical phrases 
for one page. You know, if 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 you have really good content on a number of things that that you know sort of relate to each other on that page, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you let's say you got a page about about widgets to to oversimplify this. Okay, you got like red widgets and green widgets and blue widgets and uh, and and yellow widgets, right? Mm-hmm. And Google grabs a feature snippet on blue widgets off of your page. That's the third paragraph of, of four topical paragraphs on, on the page. And it's the best description of blue widgets it's seen anywhere on the web. And so it makes that its featured snippet to, to explain to the entire world what a blue widget is without actually sending traffic away from its own pages, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... If on the off chance the user still wants to go to your page after seeing the Google snippet, poor Google, um, <laughs> this is the cool part. Google Google is now actually will will send them directly to that area of the page it drew the snippet from. I think that's kind of cool. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, sort of like a, a virtual name tag. Well, virtual. I guess all named anchors are kind of virtual. <laughs> but like, it's like they're planting a named anchoring, right? Yeah. Making a thing a thing. Um, first thing that occurred to me, and so tip for my, uh, you know, our, our listener friends, if you're curious, because now your landing page isn't actually the page, it's a spot on the page, right? Uh, which is a different thing. <laughs> like, and you may want to know, hey, where's my landing? Where on that spot am I? Um, for for our listeners who have Google Tag Manager, well, if you don't have Google Tag Manager, take a look at it. It's awesome. But um, if you do have Google Tag Manager, you can create events that, tr- that basically it, it fires an event over to Tanalytics. You can do a bunch of things with it there, but you can just look at it as an event. Um, one of the default triggers is scroll depth. Right, so it'll tell you what you can basically set triggers for 10, 20, 30, 40. It depends how, how you could do one for every percent if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could then look at that event in the context of your landing pages and go, okay, am I getting this traffic? Right, it won't just show you the page they landed on, it'll actually show you the point on that page they landed on. So if you're curious about whether you're being, you know, the landing page is from um, a featured snippet that is placing them at a different spot on the page. If you have Tag Manager installed, just set up an event for for scroll depth, or you'll have to set up a bunch of different events for various points on the page, um, and it'll just let you know what percentage down the page people have gone, or or pick you know distance down the page, depending on how you want to configure it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just just a neat little thing. If if you're curious, as soon as I saw this, I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to set up some. Um, some events for for a couple of our clients to get featured snippets just to see if they are getting triggered at various, you know, to different points on the page. My instinct is, ooh, if they are and they're missing some key content from the top, like calls to action, you know, I need to know that. (laughs) So that I can make sure to get them, um, you know, to to different points on the page if, uh, you know, if if they would miss some some critical thing that I wanted to make sure that the visitors saw um, that might be higher up on the page. There's a this, there's a few people like like there's a few people in the industry I really want to talk to about this. Andrew Andrew Beckman in Colorado, for instance, um, mm. content SEO par excellence, right? Mm-hmm. How is this? I, there's so many questions I have for, uh, for 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 certain people in the industry. How this is going to affect the way they do business? How it's going to affect the way they construct pages? Um, will this will this change metrics that you offer uh, offer up to your clients or the way that you measure success? Um, 
from from a content offering. Um, when I was when I was uh, three or four years ago, I was very focused on content. Um, I'm as my contribution to to a larger practice I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, had this existed then, I'd have been so. Oh, I just been tickled. I'm still tickled pink by this. I think this is great. Um, and I think it like seriously ups the value of that liberal art degrees that uh, I've been dissing for the last couple of years. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, one of the things I'm also interested in is if once people notice this, once people become accustomed to it jumping you to where you want to go, I'm wondering if that might increase the click-through rate, right? Like people going, okay, it's going to land me right at that thing. I can see it in the featured snippet, but it's going to jump me to highly relatable content around it, right? Like especially I'm thinking recipes and things like that, right? Like will it – will yeah, it, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking students in the exact same thing. Um, one of the things I used to I, – I went – I think you and I went to school before search engines. Um, <laughs> and so we had to like do the, the painstaking searches through the, uh, through, through the reference libraries, um, through the, through the, uh, the stacks and through um, microfiche, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was a student, this would be phenomenal. Like, oh my God, that gets me directly to the source, right on, right paragraph on page. Yeah. Oh, indeed. And, and to answer your, it, it's, it's funny and then quick story, because uh, I know we need to go to break, but I, we actually did have search engines. Yahoo was around. We had a computer lab. I went to the computer lab once to do a report, um, and I got about, I don't know, probably about half an hour in of trying to use this Yahoo search engine, uh, got frustrated and went to the library. Right, like that's where search engines were kind of at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, I, I'm I'm just that much older. Um, <laughs> I, I went to UVic before they actually. I don't even know if they had computers to reference us to where we were to, where to find stuff in the uh, in in the card catalogs. <laughs> okay, we got to take a break. That um, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Waste Media. You are listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio FM on the 3rd of January 2019. Back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact B-R-A-S-C-O at WMR.fm and rush your enterprise level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate email brasco at wmr.fm webmasterradio.fm 
Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 3rd of January, 2019. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beefsack Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, if you're, if you're dealing with a bunch of local businesses or any, any local businesses, you've got to be using Google My Business. It's like one of the one of the coolest sets of features Google's released for local search, like, well, ever. Mm-hmm. Google just announced... Um, it's uh, well. It's sort of like relaunching a a feature that it tried a couple of years ago, but it sort of faded away. But it it never went away. It just peop- It just uh, well, Google's pushing a messaging option in the uh, in the in the local panel of for uh, uh, in Google My Business, allowing consumers to send a text message to. Uh, the business that they've got a search result for to ask if they've got any blue widgets. Yeah, um, or how, or, or how much a blue widget might cost. Do they ship them? Come on, that's cool. It, it is pretty cool. They launched it a little while ago, but they're definitely like they they like they they've moved its location. They're they're pushing this um, now. One of the things I don't like about, like I do, I do inherently like it. Like I, I, like as a as a business owner, as somebody who works with other business owners, more communication points is generally good. Sometimes yeah. a, a pain <laughs> in the butt, but generally it's it's good. Um, but in this one, I kind of view it as, hey, if you already have somebody sitting answering the phones, just give them this tool as well. Because if they're looking for something like directions to your location, hey, isn't it easier just to send them a link? <laughs> to the map result, like where your location is, right? Or like how to get there if they're lost. Like here, oh, well, where are you? Okay. It, um, it, it is ironic that Google's um, that Google itself is introducing this, given the "I can Google it for you" phenomena. <laughs> well, indeed, indeed. Um, one of the things I really don't like about it, and I, I suspect, well, th- thus far, and there's there's all sorts of workarounds you can do for it, but just for for stock business owners, is you need to download and install the app to make it work, okay? Um, which is, is fine, but it means that I need to be sitting there with my phone. Okay, again, there are yeah. workarounds, so I don't need to hear about them, I know about them. <laughs> your standard business owner. Um, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're not going to know, hey, here's all these things. You can't just download the app onto your computer and, and, and there it is. I think that's something they really need to bridge. And again, you know, maybe in, in, in a couple weeks, I'm going to be testing a bunch of different workarounds and figure out which one's best. I mean, heck, you can do it from Google Sheets if you want to. Um, so I'm going to play around with a few and I'll, I'll probably talk about what the best way is. Um, but what I'm picturing is in an ideal world, I would be able to, you know, maybe download an app that connects to my phone or, or something like that onto my desktop so that I have this same person who's answering the phone, who's sitting at their computer, also have this app open so they can engage in that full chat more conveniently. They're not having to sit there on a phone typing. I have fat thumbs on a tiny keyboard, right? Like this is miserable and it's going to be filled with typos. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'd like to have seen that jump a little bit earlier, and I'm sure it's coming, but it would have been a good sort of jump for them to to have made. Um, but, uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll sort of go through. I'm going to test a bunch of the different workarounds. I, I've tested a couple. Um, and sort of go, okay, if you want to do it from your desktop, here's the easiest ways to do it. Um, but I, I do think it should be something that's just sort of built in, right, that it just it just does it that way. Um, I think this is, again, as you said, any touch point you can have with uh, clients is probably a good thing. I can certainly see this being really aggravating uh, for people like, oh, say, my father in a retail lineup when uh, the person behind the uh, cash register is sitting there playing away on their on their cell phone, texting their friends about something or another that these young whippersnappers text about these days, mm-hmm. when in fact uh, that person is just doing their job. Right. Um, so I can, I can I can see a lot of sitcom level confusion about that, um, <laughs> which of course will be amusing for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, I can also see um, hooking a chatbot up to to uh, answer a lot of inquiries that come in. Yeah. Um, so in the long run, I think this is actually really really useful. And um, if you if you are texting a business, you're doing this off of your mobile device and lead gen I'm just like thinking lead gen running through my head like oh I just got your phone number that's really cool <laughs> okay. remember, okay, yeah. remember when uh, Radio Shack used to exist and this is like back in the in the late 80s or maybe early 90s mm-hmm. when, uh, when, 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 when home computers had a spreadsheet option so people could develop their own databases yep and uh uh they started asking for your phone number every time you went to buy like a product from Radio Shack. And it's like, dude, I have a couple diodes. I'm not giving you my phone number. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, and that was all about lead gen. That's the whole point was to, was to develop a customer relations database. And this is just stalking your database. And that's the way I see it. Oh, and very, very true. And you'll be able to set up all sorts of really interesting tracking aspects of this as well. I, I think it is a big leap forward. I know I emailed a bunch of clients yesterday about it going, oh, okay. You know, especially ones in travel going, you know, because they do get asked directions or really simple questions. It's like, it's going to take 20 minutes on the phone um, or it's going to take 30 seconds via a text <laughs> to, sort of, to sort of get you to the, to the right location. And if the person prefers text, they prefer text. I know I generally do, right? Sometimes I want to talk to a human, but often it's just like, I just want a piece of data. <laughs> I want to get this to you. I don't want to sit on hold. I'm okay waiting 15 minutes for a response, right? Like just get back to me when, you know, <laughs> you can get back to me with the, with this piece of information. Um, but I did have clients basically kind of rolling their eyes going, Oh no, another one, right? Like yeah. yet another thing that we need to do. And I do sympathize with that, but I don't think of it as this is more communications. I think in most cases, it's going to be either new communication. So I guess that is more, but it's still, this is a case of more is better. Um, or a case of they were going to call and eat 20 minutes of your time, or they were going to ask a simple question, get your simple response. Um, you know, and, uh, you and, know, and now with that. It always comes down to how useful and practical something is. Let me, let me ask you a question. Are you being just inundated, like like overwhelmed with uh, emails from Alignable? You know that that that, that, that networking company, Alignable. Yeah, I, I, I do not right now, but over the past three months, yes. 
just inundated. Um, have you felt guilty? Well, first I should ask, are you using it? No. Have you felt at any point guilty because you have six new connections in your neighborhood and they really want to communicate with you there? No. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so this company has created a useful means of communication with, with potential customers in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's provided you a really easy means to get to those communications. All you got to do is push that damn, click that damn link, and it will bring you there. Yeah. Of course, you'll, you'll get fifty emails for your trouble. Yeah. Um, and for some reason or another, and I think I know the reason, you've chosen not to use it. And it's very likely the same reason I've chosen not to use it. I can't handle another new social network. I just can't do it. I, I mean, I, I, I don't have time in my day to have another social network. That's my reason. That's exactly right. That's exactly mine and probably any of our listeners who also haven't done it. Um, I also, and I think you're in the same boat too, I don't focus on local, like, I mean, yes, I have a lot of clients in local, right? Like where they're specific to their area, Uh, but I don't view the city I'm in as my market. It's not. (laughs) So um, I don't have clients in my city. Right, that, oh, but there's that, always a city they're in. There is a city they're in, and so yeah, there. Uh, so I do do local clients in that they're local in their region, but I don't view it as um, anything that sort of targets me. I get hit by Yelp a lot too, <laughs> so maybe that's what I'm also like, sort of clouding my judgment on on this when I'm going. I don't want to. Uh, you know, we only got two minutes left, but clouded clouding judgment and the Yelp ghost algorithm problem. That would have been a fun segue. Oh, that would have been. Um, something I will mention because we have been talking about Google My Business um, and we have talked about Google Posts and it was just from the 31st. Barry Schwartz published it and it is worthwhile news and I saw this one coming a mile away. Um, Google appears to be testing moving posts back up. So we all saw that click-through rate drop when they moved them to the bottom. Over the last mm-hmm. like few weeks, I've been inundated with like Google. Every time I'm in Google My Business for anybody, like, put a post, put a post. Um, and there are some screenshots now um, that seem to show they're testing moving the posts back up in the knowledge panel uh, a little bit higher up. Uh, well, actually a lot higher up, which would move them back into the click zone, back into the high value points. Um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm excited by it because they've been adding a lot of new features into um, into Google Posts. So, folks, if you if you aren't familiar with Google Posts, or you kind of dropped the ball recently, um, you get in there, take a look around. There's some new templates, new features in there. It's not dramatically different. It's it's very very similar, but um, get in there, take a look around, um, and start prepping for for them to move those back up um, in the knowledge panel. Um, basically back up to where they attract eyeballs and uh, and anybody involved in local or uh, brand where local or brand are, are important. I think these are um, some, some pretty critical pieces. I know we saw some high click-through rates and then actually some good um, return on investment when we promoted sales for a couple of our clients in, uh, in those posts back when they were high on the page. So pay attention to have, it. Neat. You didn't happen to get that story out of Search Engine Roundtable, did you? You know what? What a coincidence. I did. <laughs> wow. Wouldn't it be really keen if we had like the fellow who who, who wrote for Surgeon Round Roundtable on sometime? That That'd would be keen. Right. That would be keen. That would, it be, would keen. be I think okay. our, our listeners should should stay tuned next week. They probably should, but we're not officially announcing that. No, uh, we're not. You know, <laughs> it might just happen. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Fred, we're done. We got around the full clock. Um, welcome to 2019. We're out of here. On behalf of Dave Davis from BSOC Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm or one of our wonderful podcast distribution partners. Special thanks to everyone at Webmaster Radio and Brasco in the studio. Stick around, stay safe, keep listening to webmasterradio.fm. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.